0: Welcome to the mentors, thanks for listening to our weekly show, to weekly show, listen on the go For motivate you with stories for the week to come Anytime day, any time of day, you can just click play. Welcome back to The, the Mentors. Mentors. This is Vadim and Sergey. And as you heard in the intro, you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. And this episode is somewhat inspired by our trip to California. Not somewhat. It, it's, it's, directly entirely, entirely <laughs> it's entirely It's entirely inspired, thing. which yeah. is why we, we sang the theme to Hotel California just in our own little parody for you. But while we were in California, we got to catch up with an old friend, a fan family friend that we grew up with who's in show business. He has been working as a producer for years. Started off actually working for Howard Stern while he was still at BU and moved his way on to work through different agencies. He's been a producer on shows like Top Gear and many other reality type of TV shows now. He's been working for Discovery Channel for some period of time and he told us this really cool story that inspired the title of this episode. So the theme of this episode is why you should go against the flow, and this particular story comes from a very successful person named Ben Silverman, who you may know or probably don't know actually brought the show The Office from the UK to the United States. Now, he was already a successful showman, if you will. Uh, He had a successful production company, and he actually ended up becoming the co-chairman of NBC Entertainment and Universal Media Studios. Of course, before this, he was known for bringing shows to market such as The Biggest Loser, The Office he mentioned. I think the movie Ugly Betty, was that was that one of them that he worked on? He has a huge roster of television shows that he has produced since a very young age, actually, since his 30s. And our friend who actually worked for him about 10 years ago was in LA and they were both at a movie premiere party and they actually, even at parties at movie premieres, you know, they kind of separate the people that are different teams. right? So there's a separate VIP section in this after party where all the actors from the movie, all the producers, the executives are in this separate section and sort of more entry-level employees are in a completely different section. At this point, our friend was just starting his career out and he happened to be hanging out near the VIP section but wasn't allowed in until this guy, Ben Silverman for whom he worked, kind of motioned to him to come over and he let the security, let him into the VIP section. So now he was partying with all the stars in this section as a guy who's in his early 20s, which is obviously really cool for him. And the guy, Ben, came to him and he's like, hey, you want all this, don't you? Now, this is probably you know one of these moments where he knows he's in a position of power and he knows he's talking to a junior guy. So he was kind of playing on that. But he asked him, do you want to know the secret to my success? And of course, our friend was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me, what is it? And the, verbatim, the only thing that the guy said was, Reverse the flow. That's right, baby. Just reverse, reverse, reverse the, the flow. flow. And then he just kinda backed up <laughs> into the <laughs> You can imagine <laughs> the music playing. He was backing into the sea <laughs> of stars <laughs> that was, you know, trying to get his attention because he's a hot shot producer, just kept on saying reverse the flow. And, you know, this left an impression on our friend because it was a one simple phrase that he started kind of analyzing. He's like, Well God, tell me more. What does that mean? Reverse the flow. You gotta tell me a little bit more. But the guy just walked away. But we, we were, you know, this is 10 years later that our friend is telling us this story. And by now, we've learned enough. We actually understand exactly what this phrase means. You may have heard some advice that, uh, you know, if you're in a cab listening to your taxi driver and he's giving you stock advice, then you should do the exact opposite, right? Because by the time somebody that's not a professional investor realizes that there's a good opportunity, it's probably overcrowded and too many people are doing it. And this is kind of the mantra behind this statement. You know, if everybody's going in the same direction, if there's a certain trend that people are following, some of the best opportunities can be found in doing the exact opposite, in going the reverse direction. One simple example of that that's pretty popular uh, is directly from the movie The Big Short. So Michael Burry, who was an investor and a hedge fund manager of Scion Capital, he realized that while everybody was thinking that real estate could only ever go up and the property values could only ever go up, he noticed that subprime Home mortgage loans, which were an asset class that was really popular amongst investors, he noticed that they were actually in danger of being defaulted on. And so, as he saw that trend, he was one of the first ones to identify that trend. He decided to short those assets and became very wealthy in the process. Now, other people obviously followed suit after that. And I guess that became another trend in and of itself. And that's why the recession happened. But if you're able to catch on early and go against the flow, you can cease incredible opportunities. Yeah, and in this situation, it really just takes courage to have conviction in your own principles and beliefs. In this case, he had courage based on the data that he was looking at uh, that other people chose to ignore, and that's the bet that he placed. In Ben Silverman's case, Early on in his career, and one of the things he saw happening in the U.S. market was TV shows that were being syndicated here in the U.S. A lot of the production houses were trying to then export them and figure out how to sell them to markets abroad. So he decided to, in his own words, reverse the flow. Which actually, I, I like the word "reverse" because it doesn't just say "go with the flow," which is passive. Reverse with the flow is an active action where he's physically actually trying to go directly against it. What he did is he was started scouting for television shows abroad that were starting to be popular that had some interest in the U.S. market. And one of those shows was the U.K. version of The Office that went kind of viral, only lasted like a few seasons, but Americans were starting to watch. And he saw that as an opportunity to bring that concept to the United States They brought The Office here. They recast it completely. Ricky Gervais, the original producer in the UK, became a producer here and it became one of the most wildly successful shows in show business history because he was willing to reverse the flow. And obviously that became eventually common practice as well. So House of Cards, Homeland, some of the biggest shows now in the United States actually originated from foreign markets where they were already doing well and basically repurposed for the American audience. But we always want to leave you with a final example that's maybe a little bit more close to home, a little bit more realistic, and since we are constantly working with entrepreneurs in the student market, Sergey, why don't you share a story of a couple of successful entrepreneurs at NYU that you met that reversed the flow in terms of the market that they were addressing, the specific market they were addressing for women. So there was two women that were working on a e-commerce business around undergarments, in particular bras. Now, you might think the bra market is super saturated. There's so many players in the space. But it turns out that everybody that's in the bra market is focused on one of two things, either sexy type of lingerie. Or the new sort of progressive thing to do is to attach yourself to the body positivity movement. And now you're seeing all these major brands catch on and trying to do things with plus size models, with larger sizes, etc. What this group said, these two founders said, is that's great that we have this body positivity movement. But there's an entire side of the market that's being ignored because it's not cool to market around. And that is the small-chested woman market. They don't have any products that fit them. And they actually did a test, a Kickstarter campaign where they had 800 donors within about 24 hours. And they surveyed those 800 women. And they validated that, sure enough, for the smaller breast size, smaller cub size market, there aren't any good options for bras. And they decided to solely focus their entire brand around this product. When we invested in them, they were doing the five figures of sales per month in revenue. Now they're doing in the six figures in sales per month just a year later because the market was so underserved because all the big players are ignoring this market and they don't think it's big enough. But it just goes to show as an entrepreneur, when you find opportunities like this where all the big players are doing one thing and they're ignoring this other thing, you can do the opposite and sometimes create a very interesting business around it. So if you have a business idea that you've been thinking about and you're excited because you see the market going in a certain direction, try to think about it from the exact opposite angle. What if you went the opposite direction? So that could mean literally doing the exact opposite strategy or going after an underserved part of the market, part of the market that's being ignored. Oftentimes that's where people are not looking and that's where the biggest opportunities are. Even if some people are telling you the market is too small, do your own calculations, do your own math and analysis and tests. And if you have the conviction that it's not, then go ahead and give it a shot. And it's always fine, completely fine to start going after a relatively small market as long as it's big enough for you to make some revenue off of and then widening it after you find some success in that small market. After all, Facebook started with just a small student market, which is why a lot of investors in the East Coast did not want to invest. They thought it was too small. Little do they know what it would become eventually. That's it for a five-minute pick-me-up this week. If you found value in this episode, Please go into Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts and click share in the episode that you're listening on and send it via WhatsApp or text message to just one friend that you think will get motivated by this episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Wednesday.